Hey, and thanks for calling Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Leave a message and we will get right back to you. Uh, yeah, Coach Lennon. This is Coach Yost from T.C. Williams High in Alexandria, Virginia. I just wanted to let you know uh, I've been watching you and your sports stories. I'll admit at first I didn't abide by your methods. But now I've been watching your show and I've I've learned how to trust the soul of a show rather than the look of it. I guess it's about time I joined this club. People will remember the night they watched SSDL. Well done, coach. Good luck. Back when I was growing up as a sports-obsessed kid in Los Angeles in the 1970s, besides catching games of my favorite pro and college teams on TV, if in fact those games were even broadcast, sports highlights were only available for about 5 to 10 minutes long at the end of the local newscast. Every city had their guys. They'd be on the local affiliate for CBS, NBC, and ABC. Sometimes they were ex-jocks from a pro team, or they might be a play-by-play guy making extra cash, or a young talent on their way to network stardom. Then you also had those channels like KTLA or KTTV in Los Angeles, the ones that were independent but eventually became the WB or Fox Networks so that America could see shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Married with Children. Sure, you could get the NFL highlights at halftime on Monday Night Football with Howard Cosell, whose unique style was pretty spectacular. Miami has the oranges, but Buffalo's got the juice. And then there would be a baseball or basketball highlight package show on the weekends that you'd hope to catch, but nothing, and I mean nothing, was like SportsCenter on ESPN. Forget about telling the kids you used to walk uphill in the snow five miles every day to school. Tell them that until 1979, there's no such thing as ESPN or SportsCenter. It was a slow start at first, and believe it or not, most network executives, you know, the suits, those so-called experts in television, were convinced that an all-sports network would never work. Good one, fellas. Maybe keeping your eye on the ball would have been an applicable adage to abide by back then. As my high school years moved along from the late 70s and into the early 80s, me and my beloved ESPN grew together with an ever closer and more meaningful relationship. Thinking back on those teenage nights kicking it in my converted garage room out back of my parents' house, I could just hear Lionel Richie and Diana Ross belting out their hit Endless Love as if there was no one else but me, my color TV, and sports center. I mean, 30 minutes at a time of sports highlights with anchors that could let loose and have fun? As great as those initial years of ESPN Sports Center were, I jump forward 10 years to the 90s, and in my eyes, nothing can ever match the dynamic duo of Sports Center, the team of Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. Those two had a monumental run from 92 to 97. Jumping forward 10 more years, I find that another pair of broadcasters have captured my attention. Since 2009, Stan Verrett and our guest on this show, Neil Everett, have carried the baton of having fun and injecting humor into the flagship Sports Center show. Over the decades, through falling asleep on the couch with my wife to waking up early to get the kids ready for school, from traveling the country for business to hanging out with my friends late night, ESPN and Sports Center have always been there for me and a nation that loves their sports.
America. I'm a Venice, California-born, Los Angeles-based sports fan. One that has played, coached, announced, and promoted sports my whole life. My love affair with sports started in my own backyard and has led me to this podcast. Thanks to the support of the Amateur Athletic Union in East Bay, I'm excited to bring you Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Hello, sports historians, and welcome to Audio Video Podcast number 85 of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. This one we're calling the Da 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 Special because we have an interview with Sports Center anchor Neil Everett from May of 2020, where we had more than a lot of fun. A note or two when we come into this interview, Neil is on our Happy Hours show with Navy Rear Admiral Hal Pittman. And I asked Hal, uh, note here, I can call him Hal, but you should probably call him Admiral. I ask Hal, what does Anchors Away mean? And then I swipe him off the show when he goes to answer. Okay, it's a moronic shtick, but kind of funny. I also get to swipe Neil off the show later when I bring in the sports author, Eric Nussbaum. Finally, I want to make sure everyone knows about Neil's commitment to veterans of the armed forces. He is a huge supporter and a principal member of the Heroes Movement that we also support. Okay, then, if there are not any questions, comments, or concerns, let's go. Marley Rice is producing from the Buck Studios in the Sentinel Adobe Corridor. She's also mixing from Studio 51 in Venice and Bad Boy. Bobby McCall is on the editing board from Long Beach, California, home of the one and only Snoop Doggy Dog. While we got a chance, I want to bring in an anchor from um, ESPN. He's uh, he's a big-time supporter of the military. So let's bring in Neil Everett. Where are you, Neil Everett? He's coming. Is he coming? Is he ready? Two and one. And one. Hi, Neil. How's it? You know, I've been called a rear end, but I've never talked to a rear admiral. So this is a big moment. I knew you'd bring something solid. (laughs) How's it? Oh, you want? All right. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. I got a couple questions for you, Admiral, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, one, I want to know um, what what are because we've got this nonprofit heroes movement, and and listen, yep. we are hand, we are hand to mouth right now. What are what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned that you could share that have helped you in the nonprofit world? Because I know you were, you know the. The, I know you did sports and wellness nonprofit with the with the uh, in, in Iowa with the Special Olympics, right. and 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 we we need some juice, and and we need to 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 up our game. So so I would say uh, there's a couple of things. Number one, one that you can probably help with is visibility, because the greater the visibility of the organization, the more people learn about the mission, the more people. Uh, that have influence or resources will say, God, I love that idea. How can I get involved? How can I donate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's one of it, just helping create the visibility. And the other is closely related to that. That's uh, enrolling people, you know, that have that sort of influence, uh, whether it's on a, a corporate level or philanthropy level. The, I, I just really believe that the greater the support base, uh, the more people are involved, the more voices 
Uh, you're going to be able to get your story out there and the organization is going to, you know, even in tough times, you know, right now is a, a challenging time for our country. Um, you know, people are losing jobs. The economy is contracting a bit, but even in tough times, if you have a widespread influence and a lot of participants, you know, you can still compete to, to, to bring in resources to fund that important work on a nonprofit level. This, this, uh, like this is your big shot tonight, Neil. We're, we're giving you the platform you need. Uh, I'm sweating. I'm I got so many questions. <laughs> uh, my other question is, um, because you can't, you entered the Navy as a journalist. Yes. What's your opinion of journalism as you see it uh, on a on a as a medium right now? Sure. So I mean, so and and I'm sure that you see this every single day. I mean, it's more about uh, how do you uh, drive people to the web right. to look at you know what you're what you're doing more clicks you know a little bit more sensational etc cetera, etc cetera. i still believe in journalism with all my heart i mean i am a consumer of journalism i read the the major newspapers uh, which is largely devoid of sports content these days right yeah. um but i mean you know every day i look at uh, the wall street journal i look at the new york times i look at our own Arizona Republic here in Phoenix. I go to CNN.com. I'm an ESPN Plus subscriber, although the kind of content I'm looking for is not necessarily there right now. But that's because you know we're in a in a in a most unique time in the history of our country. So, but I I, I think look, I'm going to be on really honest, really brutally honest. You know, I think that journalists are doing okay. Um, I think there's always been a um, a, a group of political figures or a certain political bent that will, you know, attack transparency. But I believe that the majority of journalists are still out to be transparent and deliver the truth and ensure the American people know what's going on. And so um, I'm a believer. I really am. Hal, I had a, I had one question. Hal, it, in the Navy, what's it mean when they say anchors away? So, bam, right? <laughs> am I right? Oh, that was good business right there. Whoa! I know. I, Whoa. How am I going to make a name for myself if I don't pull out those kind of things? Damn! I uh, guess uh, yeah. Well, kind of gets kind of that's you're in my captain's. You are, you are a braver man than me, Denny. I know. I know. I'll just. I'm not going to be in Arizona for a while, so I'll be all right. <laughs> I had another 15 minutes with the Admiral all morning. <laughs> You're going to regret that when you realize what a dead end you ran into with me. <laughs> oh, Neil. Good days. Good days. Hey, first of all, let's toast Carlos. Yes, let's toast Carlos. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. That's the wife's in. And a shout out to your sister and what she's doing. I mean, come on. That's, that's good stuff, right? Real stuff. That's real stuff. There, we have we have my wife and I have familiarity with the foster system in Oregon and in California, and have been involved. And so, uh, God bless her. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I've always been really proud of her, and yeah. um, and I'm just glad that it was my wife that threw her off the show and not me. Oh, oh dude, you got to answer the admiral. I mean, so. You uh, you were a kid uh, born in Spokane, and uh, I was born in Portland. I grew up in Spokane. Portland. And grew up in Spokane, but um, I was reading up a little bit on your uh, 
on your football career there, uh, playing at, at, at Lewis and Clark High School, huh? Oh, well, look at that. No gray hair. What happened? Tiger. Yeah. What's, what's up with the Tiger thing? Because, look, Lewis and Clark did some significant things, and you couldn't go with Pathfinders, um, yeah. anything along these lines? You know, what's interesting, Denny, is I went to Sacagawea Junior High, and, of course, Sacagawea <laughs> was the you know the the leader of the you know lewis and clark expedition you know they would have been eaten by tigers somewhere <laughs> in had they not had Sacagawea. you more of a meriwether lewis kind of guy or a william clark kind of guy i think william clark uh, you know meriwether is a little tough is a little bit of a tougher name to get behind I understand you were all league uh, selection or all city selection at offensive guard in football uh, one newspaper at offensive guard and the other paper at nose guard because you know what? you had to both way. So listen, I was a I had a lot of anger issues back then. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had a lot of pent up frustration. So how did you 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 had a few schools you had to play against? Like um, we're we're running them up there. The Central yeah. High School. Or like Central had Ryan Sandberg as its quarterback. Oh shit! Yeah. Park had Mark Rippon as its quarterback. You know, Mark Rippon was the quarterback the day my son was born. He won Super Bowl MVP. I've known Mark since he, since we were in third grade. My dad coached him in basketball. Wow, I got to get a picture with my son and him um, okay. because uh, I wasn't sure how my son and I would get along when he decided to be birthed on the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, listen, you get your boy up to Spokane and, and we'll, we'll take care of that picture, no problem. So you jumped from there to Oregon, did you? You never, you yeah, I did. You know, my uh, my uh, my grandpa was on the 1920 Oregon Rose Bowl team. Uh -huh. My mom went to Oregon. My dad went to Oregon. It was uh, in the cards that I go to Oregon. What uh, and and uh, you had a, you had a good time there. I'm sure you caught the fever for college athletics. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I majored in journalism. That's why it was interesting uh, talking to the Admiral about his his thoughts on journalism right now as it stands. I majored in journalism, and then I moved to Hawaii for 15 years, and then I got hired by ESPN, and uh, and here we are now. When you were in uh, Hawaii, you were an athletic administrator at what Hawaii Pacific or something like that? Yeah, I was what they call a sports information director. So that's basically your, P, your PR guy for your sports department. And... Uh, so that was, I took my journalism degree. I could write a little bit. So I wrote about all the games and the school and all that, and tried to get publicity in the local televisions and local papers for a small uh, NAIA school. Little shout out to KITV. Was it KITV, is that right? Yeah, that yeah I was at KITV and I was at, I got fired at KITV and I got, uh, and then I went to KGMB and then I went to another station and I got fired and I went back to KGMB. Wow. Um, I went to ESPN. So how do you think those guys who fired me at those little podunk Hawaii stations feel now, huh? <laughs> That's right. Your style is a lot of fun. Um, so maybe I'll I'll ask you a few questions. You just tell me a little bit about it. You like to all refer right. to a certain time zone all the time. Okay. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, which is fun. Um, and how about uh, respect the whack? Well, you got to respect the whack. I mean, if, if, if you don't, who's going to? And who's the most like? Is, is it Hawaii the most uh, gambled on team or something because they play the latest and everybody's even oh, yeah, trying to right. you're, you're chasing. I mean, if you're a gambler, you're chasing. Okay. Yeah. Um, bartender Jack. 
Bartender Jack. I just came up with that one night and uh, and everybody has seemed to like it. And, you know, I think we were weaned on Jack Daniels, people of my generation. So it made sense. And it's, it's interesting because I always thought I would get like an endorsement deal with Jack Daniels. And <laughs> they sent me a foam finger once, you know, and I'm like, really? <laughs> That's all. I did bartender's maker's mark for Mark Teixeira when he had a home run and, and maker's mark sent me a, a bottle with my face engraved in the bottle. Wow. I did bartender Jose for uh, Jose Bautista when he was hitting all the, all the home runs. And Jose Cuervo sent me so many bottles of booze. I didn't even, I was, give me bottles of booze away. Jack Daniel sends me a foam finger and I'm thinking about a foam, I'm thinking about giving them a foam finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, tell me about your um, your love of the movie Big Lewaski, like so many of us uh, love it, because I, I love how it's set in L.A., so it has a certain resonance with, with where you broadcast from. Well, I just think it's, you know, anybody who's 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 called the dude or calls himself the dude, right there you're, sta you're standing out, and you're, you've got a bigger set than the rest of us, if you can just call yourself that. And then you throw in John Goodman's character and, and Steve Buscemi's character, and I just think the movie... Uh, resonates uh, to this day and I got to actually interview Jeff Bridges on the show and so that was super cool because he appears to be that man in real life yeah, he yeah. appears to be yeah. the dude in real life so uh, it was really enjoyable to get to talk to him uh, that's pretty cool uh, you Grateful Dead or or Fish which which one you going with yeah 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 the fish is for the younger people I mean fish is for Fish is like, you know, younger deadheads, I guess. It was, yeah. I was, um, I, the one I liked that I thought went deep was Cougar Gold because now you're talking about something specific on, on the campus of Washington State, right? Absolutely. And anybody out there who has never had Cougar Gold cheese, it's, well, it's, it's like seeing God, okay? So uh, you go dial up Washington State University Creamery and they can ship the Cougar Gold to your home. And listen, you know what? It may, it may cure coronavirus. <laughs> um, U of O, Gonzaga, Washington State, if they're in, a, let's say, a pool, and they got to play yeah. one in there, and somebody's got to come out standing tall, who, who are you going with? Well, Washington State's the first one out. That, okay. that was easy. Uh, and then Gonzaga and Oregon, you know what? I mean... Uh, it's it's why why have to pick among the things you love the most so uh and and just celebrate the fact that you've got more than one thing to love so that's how i'll answer that question what have you uh been doing the last uh few coronavirus weeks pal well you know what i have not been on the air for a month it's night the last day i was on i think it was march 11th maybe march 12th it was a thursday yep. rudy gobert tested positive Mm -hmm. I had the Friday off, so we reported on that all night, and you knew like, whoa, this is this is heavy, man. And the Cougar Gold, you know, joke was a joke. Um, yeah, but you know, it was just like, wow, what's going on? What what is going to go on here? And on Friday, I was supposed to go to Las Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, uh, and then obviously that got canceled Thursday morning, and so and then I've and I happened to have Monday off, and after Monday they shut down LA. And we haven't been up since. So, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is, this is scary times, man. This yeah. is scary 
history. Uh, so, you know, and, and Heroes Movement, which I'm involved in right there. I know Mike. Yeah, McCann. that's good. I'm wearing the right, I'm wearing the uniform, Mike. Uh, you know, Heroes Movement, what we're doing, you know, we, we don't have any gyms open to serve our vets. So this is a tough time for our vets because they've got nowhere to go. And, and you know, they like structure. And we, we had offered structure, and now we don't have that structure. And in February, we had 321 vets who, who did you know, over 1,700 sessions. So that means that means each vet is going like six times a, uh, a month. And yeah. so they, you need that. And, it's, you know, and, and we, have, we have our structure in our daily lives that we don't have anymore. And so you've got you, you know, to regroup, and you've got to figure out what you're going to do. But for the for some of the disenfranchised, it's like, hey man, we're we're, we're thinking about you, and 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 we want to be there to support you, but but we're shut down. We're shut down. Our gyms are shut down because without our gyms, we can't be there for our vets. No doubt, Mike McKay was on the um, show last week, and 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 towards the end of before I threw him off, he um, said something that was so so you know sweet. I just talked about reaching out to a vet because you know they're dealing sometimes with things, but then they're alone now. And they're yeah. quarantined, and it's time to reach out. And um, it was really nice. No, abs absolutely, man. I mean, you know, the, the the statistics say what they say. You know about the the hardship the veterans are undergoing, and so we want any vets that are watching right now to know that, hey, man, we're thinking about you, and, and you know, and, and try and do the program, the the programs that we've taught you through Heroes Movement at our gyms. You know, you try and. Try and get a couple buddies together and and do your social distancing. No resistance to social distance, but you know you can still work out and, and get these things done. And uh, and hopefully we'll be back and and supporting you in no time. We're supporting you with our hearts right now, but hopefully we'll be able to support you physically in the near future. No doubt, and hopefully in the near future we get you back on the air because we miss you up there. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Hopefully we get our Dodgers back, which is. As you'll notice, a very smooth way of me segueing in our next guest. I'm going to get swiped right now. I can't wait. No, 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 no not yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh, you, you get a conversation <laughs> with Eric, then, then it'll hit. Last week, I, I swiped out Eric, our, our author. When I asked yeah. him about his students, I said, I said something to him. I said, Eric, uh, so I understand you, you got a four and a two-year-old, and that's when I let him go. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. Hey Eric, I, Eric, I was just reading your story, and the you know I, I'm the I'm the one of the three people that still get the newspaper delivered, and uh, the L.A. Times they had a great article on you, uh, Stadium's tragic origin story, talking about your book, and so I read the article, and I wanted to ask you how has how has researching and writing this book affected your Dodger fandom? I don't think it's really affected it as much as I would have guessed. Like I'm a Dodger fan in the way that that you're a Ducks fan and you might have an issue with something that Oregon does. Um, and I have a lot of issues with Oregon too, because I'm a Husky, but oh. uh, I, me, Swipe him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I've learned how to deal and like accept it. And I think as a journalist, like, you know, you think about things, you learn about them and that just doesn't really change the way you feel. It just sort of like, informs you a little bit more. You have a little bit more perspective on it. Well, I'm excited to read the book, man. It was a great, you know, you got you got the top half of the page on the book review that, you, you know, that you beat Woody Allen. I know, he was underneath me. I love that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Woody. That's where it should be. The time has uh, passed. You, you got any experience with baseball there, Neil? Uh, I've, I... Man, <laughs> you saw that one coming, right? Oh, yeah. Right you, away. You saw that coming. Right away. Right away. 
He's a rookie on the show. What are you going to do? Making the transition from military service back to civilian life is always challenging. The Heroes Movement, a nonprofit, provides our veterans a community where they can rebuild their bodies and minds, allowing them to thrive. Our free strength and conditioning programs are designed not only for our injured veterans, but veterans of all ages and at every fitness level. In 2019, Heroes Movement has sponsored over 6,300 sessions for over 300 veterans and helped them regain the physical and emotional strength that allowed them to serve in the first place. Navy veteran Mike McKay founded Heroes Movement to help veterans make exercise and camaraderie part of their lives. Today, the program can be found across the country in gyms that share Mike's vision. In his home state of Michigan, we work with gyms and programs such as Detroit Thrive, Advantage Strength and Conditioning, and the Michigan Warriors Hockey Team. Visit us at heroesmovementusa.org, where we take our veterans' healing to the next level. Well, you've reached the end of another episode of SSDL. Connect with us at sportsstoriesdl.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media and catch us next Thursday for another episode. Thanks for watching and listening. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is produced by Christine Jinbo and me, Marley Rice. Directed by Chris M. Alport with studio support from Alpha Command Unit and shot by bad boy Bobby McCall. Original music courtesy of Lennon Music Production and original images courtesy of Sienna Lennon Photography. A big thank you to all of our contributors. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is a production of Sports Stories, Inc., you can find us on audio platforms everywhere and the High School Narrative iOS app. You can also view Denny's shows on Roku, Apple TV, and Fire TV. Make sure to press that subscribe button, give us a review, leave a comment. It will really help us grow the show. Hey, you know what else would help us grow the show? Hustle on over to patreon.com slash Denny Lennon to get some never-before-seen videos, pictures, interviews, and more. We are all over social media and constantly sending out clips on Facebook, conducting fun polls on Twitter, going live on Instagram, and more. To find all our social media links, hustle on over to sportsstoriesdl.com. SSDL proudly supports the My Stuff Bags Foundation and the Heroes Movement. The My Stuff Bags Foundation, with the help of thousands of people across the country, provides children in unfortunate situations with new belongings and new hope through its innovative My Stuff Bags program. Heroes Movement is a nonprofit that bridges the gap from therapy to getting strong again through small group workouts for any veteran of the United States Armed Forces for free. Links to how you can support and help these foundations can be found on our website. We want to give a big thank you to our partners of the show. So, as Coach Lennon would say, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me, Marley, at info at sportsstoriespodcast.com. Sports Stories thanks all of our followers and listeners. And we will, we will see, see you, you next time. time. Hey, thanks, Marley. Thanks, Chris. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. It is excellent. Let that scramble through your heads. Kick it out, Good. book! <laughs>